Hello, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news and social justice issues. Last week, we brought you news of the MV Portland crew sacked and replaced by a foreign crew on a flag of convenience ship. This week, it was the CSL Melbourne's turn. The Turnbull government gave the same special licence to Pacific Aluminium that they gave to Alcoa in Portland to turf the 16 local crew for a flag of convenience ship to do the route between Newcastle and Gladstone. This week, the MV Portland 5, the workers who were removed from the ship by 30 private security guards in the dead of night, set up camp across from Federal Parliament in Canberra to protest for local jobs. They were there eyeballing the politicians as they arrived for the first Parliament sitting for 2016. The first order of business was the reintroduction of anti-union legislation relying on six of the eight senators to get the legislation, which has already been rejected once, over the line. The government has upped the ante, tantalising the players with the secret report from the Royal Commission into Unions, which is so inflammatory that it will burn the eyes out of the senators' sockets, apparently. It is so full of such hideous allegations against the CFMEU. The Greens spokesperson for employment and industry, Adam Bant, has called the whole first day of parliamentary process a farce. We got to speak to Zach and Dale on the other side of the road from Federal Parliament in the MV Portland camp on their first day waiting for answers about the loss of local jobs. We're talking to Zach. He's one of the Portland Five. Uh, You've made your way up to Canberra, haven't you? Because uh, you want the politicians to know that you're not so happy about uh, you losing your job. That's right, Annie. Uh, Good to be talking with you again. Uh, We've made our way. The Portland Five have uh, hit the road and we're on the doorstep of uh, Parliament House. Um, We also had the CMFEU here and and the heads from the MUA just to get the, the camp established and Days going forward, we're going to get some answers to what's going on. Yeah, so you're going to be there for a bit of a while, aren't you? Yeah, we're in for the long haul, um, definitely for the long haul, as long as it takes, really. So uh, how many people do you think are there now? At the moment, there's about 50 people. i uh, just getting the, the tents established and and uh, everything sorted out for the days ahead, the next few days. But we can only imagine the crowds to, to get bigger and bigger day by day. Yeah. So uh, can you tell us, give, give us a little visual of what it looks like? So are you at the uh, uh, new Parliament House or is it the old Parliament House? Yeah, we're, we're standing at the doorstep of the new Parliament House. It's, uh, it's beaming over us. We're right across the road on, on, on the hill. We're calling it Union Hill. And uh, we can see old Parliament House behind us leading up to the, to the wall more. So we're smack back in the middle of, uh, of everyone's sight and we're here to stay and not going away. Yeah, and so you're calling for local jobs, aren't you? That's co- that's correct. You know, all jobs that are you know have the effect of uh, you know the injustice acts that this Turnbull government's got going on. We're fighting for not just our jobs, but all Australian jobs. And we've just heard that the CSL Melbourne's fallen in the same way as the uh, MV Portland. Yeah, so the treacherous acts of the of the government continue and. Big shout out to the, all the comrades on the CSL Melbourne. You know, our hearts are with you and we're here thinking of you guys and we're fighting for you every step of the way. 
So you've got some other people there, haven't you? You might yes, want got, to talk. Uh, I've got Dale Eaton. He's, he was our delegate on board during the dispute, and he's been instrumental in, in, in the cause, and uh, he's a fantastic bloke nonetheless. But I'll put him on to you now. G'day, Dale. Uh, hello. G'day, how are you? I'm very well, how are you? I'm good. And uh, are you excited that uh, people had, are now rallying around uh, you guys around uh, the issue of local jobs in Canberra? Oh, I'm very excited. It's, it's a major step uh, in the way that we're moving forward to trying to protect Australians in their workplaces. Um, it's a big deal, really, when you think about it. Can you give us some sort of uh, how you felt when you were being uh, taken off the MV Portland that time? I actually wasn't on board myself. I was off three days earlier, but um, just to hear what had happened to the comrades, Zach, uh, and a few of the other boys that were still on board, um, it was just heartbreaking to have to hear that from, from home uh, only a few days after leaving the vessel. It was just disgusting. What does it mean for you, you as a seafarer, that uh, uh, you're being told that... Uh, Jobs that have always been part of the local seafarer landscape are now being thrown aside for for flags of convenience ships. Yeah, I, I don't know what the uh, what they're thinking, um, doing what they're doing because that trade's always been there and it still is. So to take us off to put foreign seafarers on it, is, it doesn't make sense. Because the coastal trade goes from Australian port to Australian port and it's going to be there for the years to come as long as Alcoa are around. So I don't know what they were thinking. So what, what are you hoping to ch achieve by putting up a camp now? Hoping to get the, the public uh, to realise what is actually happening to Australians in their workplace. And it's probably been said before, it's not just the seafaring industry, it's every industry. They've already done it to the manufacturing, now they're hitting the shipping, so... Where is it going to go on from them? And the public needs to know that uh, and see what's actually happening. Is there any public response that you've already been getting? We have had a lot of uh, public support and community support where we've been. It has been tremendous, but we need more. Uh, we need everybody to understand what's happening, not just our know, percentage. What can our uh, listeners do to help? Um, let your friends know. Let, let people that you don't know know. Just talk about it. Um, it comes up, um, start talking to your, your local members, let them know that it's not right, um, send emails, you know, call the, the MPs, anything you can do that you think you can do, just do it. And, and what's this, how do you feel about this thing where uh, people who are members of unions are being made out to be somehow or other different from a good, you know, Australian working people? I don't know why people would think that because... Uh, unionists are just, uh, um, they are just working people, but they're the working people that will stand up for their rights. And everybody has rights, and it's our right, one of our rights is to exercise our rights in the workplace, you know. We're not just uh, uh, a ball to be kicked around the field, you know. We're people, and we have rights, and we, and we should exercise them, not just get walked over. And are you hoping that uh, you'll be actually able to speak to some of the politicians? Uh, I believe yeah, over the next couple of days we're going to be having meetings with a few of them and, and talk to them about our plight and now the plight of the CSL Melbourne who's now in the situation where we were uh, not so long ago. So, yeah, we are going to be talking to a few of them. And uh, have you heard from any of the senators, the crossbench senators? 
We'll be meeting with a few of those over the next few days too, I do believe. Um, we have uh, had a few come down to the vessel, actually. We had John Madigan come down and come on board and we had a good talk and he wanted had a lot of questions because he had no idea about really the industry in itself and he wanted to find out more, which was good because he got to see us face-to-face -face and talk to us and a few others have come down and we'll be doing a lot more of that over the next couple of days too. Now, Zach, Zach says that you're there for the long haul. So what do you, what's the long haul? <laughs> as long as it takes, really, uh, when it comes down to it. Because this is the election year, so it's just as when it matters, you know. The people need to have the government looking out for them, not tearing us down. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Oh, just to anyone who's listening, um, get out there, talk to your MPs, let them know that Australians uh, have the right to work in Australia and it's not on. Let's... Uh, Band together and, and let them know that we can't cop this anymore. The government needs to look out for us. Thanks very much, Dale, for talking to us, and good luck. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. One o'clock in the morning. On the MV Portland While the crew were sleeping A plan was taking place Foreign men from a foreign land They come to take her away They came without a warning They came to stay Where are we? This can't be Australia Goes against the grain of what we've been fighting for Get them out Get them out 30 men or more They came bursting through that door You've got 10 minutes to leave them after that, we call the police. This is not 20 years ago, no. This is now. I ask myself, I ask myself how. Well, where are we? This can't be Australia. Goes against the grain of what we've been fighting for Get them out Get them out They stood on the dock They watched it disappear Where to now? Where to from here? Those men have children, yeah they do. Those men have wives, it's gonna be hard to survive in these crazy times. Well, where are we? This can't be Australia. Goes against the grain of what we've been fighting for. Get him out! Get him out! 
gone. She probably goes under another name. What happened on that night should never have happened. Should never happen again. People have the power. 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 People do have the power. A local songwriter and ex-MUA member was so moved by events at the Portland Port, he wrote a song to commemorate the event, as you have just heard. While local workers are feeling the brunt of a government that doesn't care, I was able to get a little taste of some of the shady dealings that backpackers on working holiday visas are confronted with in an unregulated jobs market. I spoke to Nico. Okay. Hello, Nico. How long have you been in Australia? Hi. I have been in Australia since April, so 10 months. Oh, right. And so you've been uh, working around uh, Australia, haven't you? You've been on a, a working holiday visa. Yeah, I, I had work in uh, Western Australia, in uh, Bowen, in Queensland, and uh, I will work in uh, picking uh, apples, personally. Ah, right. Now, you wanted to talk to Stick Together because you've had some pretty uh, ordinary experiences, not very nice experiences as a, a backpacker. No, just uh, one experience I had not really enjoy in a working hostel. It's a um, hostel specially for um, uh, looking forward for the wor- workers uh, overseas, overseas workers. And so they... Um, they find a job for you and they propose but you have to stay on their hostel. So how do you get to find these people? So when, when you first arrive, do you go to a, a, a hostel and then they find you, these agents? So I do. Well, you know, uh, you say that there's these agents who find backpackers work. How do you find them? How do, what happens? How, do they meet you at the hostel or do you find them in the phone book or what? Uh, just uh, I, I know by um, the harvest there, is, uh, there are some works in uh, Bowen. Mm-hmm. So I have been on this town and uh, there are uh, approximately four working hostels. So um, I have been on one for, for test. And um, they just um, proposed me, yes, we have a job for you. So you have, a, but you have to stay on, on our hostel. So I have tried to go on the, on the other one, and it's the same proposition. So how much money do you have to give them up front? Um, so in the beginning, you are um, face-to-face to the manager, and um, they don't propose you to visit uh, their hostel. And so they just uh, ask uh, two hundred uh, dollars for, um, like, the um, gift. No, the a bond. A bond, exactly. And two hundred dollars for the next year, uh, next week you will stay. So four hundred dollars, um, and you are not sure to have the job. They don't uh, give you the contract uh, yet. 
<laughs> and so what's the, what's the living quarters like for $200 a week? Sorry? How, what's it like? What are the rooms like? How is the room? Yeah, the room that you had to, that you slept in when you paid $200 a week. Yeah, it's uh, really expensive. So we stay on the little room. We have six or eight persons on the little space uh, for individual. And uh, so there are uh, some beds uh, with a little matlas. You sleep on the metal one. And um, yeah, <laughs> during this day, I, I sleep on the living room. I prefer because the sofa is more comfortable than my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so did they uh, get you work as well? Sorry? Did you get work from these people? Yeah, I get the work, but I was very lucky because um, I had uh, met some people. They had to uh, wait during one week for find a job on this hostel. But the manager is never on the on the hostel, you know. So you you never know uh, if you will have a job or or not, and they never call you uh, when they get job for you. Uh, and if you were to leave, how do you get your $200 back from the bond? If, uh, sorry? How do you get your money back if you leave? <laughs> so I, I kept the job because I, I, want to, I need the money at this moment, but I don't want to stay on this hostel. So I have lost, I have lost my $200 for um, live on the, yeah, on, on the best place, on the more uh, comfortable space, you know. Oh, so, so what did you do then after you finished with that place? Did you find some work yourself? Um, no, I, I kept the job. So I have lived on the caravan park and uh, in a chair house. It was better for me, for my mental, for my uh, motivation. Uh, I couldn't stay on the little room uh, with uh, eight other workers. So... Um, uh did anybody ever complain about this? Yeah, um, there are some other uh, workers that live as well. We are approximately six other persons. We had live uh, to this hostel. Is this common? Did you find this in other parts of Australia? Um, no, but I, I had heard about um, more story about uh, than the other person. Like my brother came here, there are years ago and he told me uh, be careful about the working hostel because uh, it's really yeah you are not sure to keep the job to have a job and uh, the condition of the, the living it's really uh, yeah horrible and full did you make enough money picking fruit yeah, sorry did you make enough money picking fruit yeah at this moment it was great but it's because uh, when I had leave uh, to this hostel, I find a caravan park and I pay just eight uh, eight hundred a week. So I eight hundred a week or eighty a week. Eighty, yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, That's more like it. So I save uh, one hundred twenty a week. So during uh, three years a week, I save a lot of money and. My my mind it was so so better. I was just uh, close to the um, to the sea. I can swim after work and no uh, stay on the my little matlas. Uh, 
so it was really better. Much better. Are you going to stay for very much longer? In this hostel? In Australia? In Australia, uh, if I stay uh, one, one year. And then you go home? Yeah, in the next airport. <laughs> and was it worth it? Sorry? Was it good to come here? Yeah, really, yeah. It was a great experience and uh, I had... Um, uh, I had... Um, how do you say... Um, um, my English uh, is better. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yes, it is. We can understand you. <laughs> Thank you. And I met uh, really lovely people in Australia. And, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for... Um, is there anything else you want to tell me? Uh, about the hostel, um, the yeah. other thing, it's uh, the kitchen, the shower. There are some dirt of these last uh, workers, so that's it. And the spirit motivation of uh, actual workers... Uh, it's not good, so I advise to some new workers to, if they are not, uh, uh, they don't feel good on this hostel to leave. It's not, um, it's okay if they leave, uh, they will find another good place. And uh, the most important is the mind, to have a good mind, a good motivation, and <laughs> great place. Good luck, eh? Thanks for get talking to me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Any day now, you will receive this envelope. It's vitally important that you read what is inside. Because inside is your Medicare enrollment form and a brochure explaining how Medicare will provide every permanent resident with basic health insurance. It's vital that you fill in the enrollment form and return it immediately no matter who you are. Remember, you will receive this envelope, fill in this enrolment form, return it in this envelope. Then every Australian, from newborn babe to Prime Minister, can share in the cheapest, simplest and fairest health insurance scheme Australia's ever had. Medicare. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Medicare. Happy birthday to you. February the 1st was Medicare's 32nd birthday, and as the Turnbull government talks of enforcing patient payments of $30 for blood tests, pap smears, and other usual pathology tests, not to mention tests required on a regular basis by people with chronic conditions, the Victorian Trades Hall Council invited members of the public to a little party on the Happy State Library steps. So we've got that in film. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to do a few pieces to make this look really good. Um, so we want to do a couple of two camera pieces. Um, and that's like, you know, uh, Paul, the Pauls, um, and whoever else we've got here. So we might do the flags, flags along that side. Um, we want some nurses and scrubs then to, uh, and, and, and us in our beautiful, I don't know, what would you call it, lab coats? Lab coats to come and then cut some cake, give some to the crowd. 
we'll have Union Summer Kids coming down, so we'll have a crowd to give it to. And then Malcolm Turnbull over here, wave your, wave your face. Uh, well, eventually we'll get, get him to do some, you know, naughty activities, like smacking the cake out of your hand, stamping on the cake, stealing cake. Uh, if we can find, if, if there was a little kid that was willing to participate, if we get them to cry on film, that would be perfect. I know that's the case. But um, what we'll need is we'll need the flag sort of bordering on there. So that's the first That's task. Uh, Luke Hilakari, uh, uh, Secretary uh, of the Victorian Trades Hall Council. Right, He's so directing so a video please. invitation they were making, inviting more people to a rally on February the 20th against the destruction of Medicare. If you want to join the other 1,500 people who have already viewed the cheeky video, go to their website for Aganda. More seriously, I was able to talk to some of the crowd on the day for why Medicare is important for a healthy Australia. Virtually impossible for anyone to afford decent health care. Uh, it's an important part of people's social wage. It's an important part of our uh, economic welfare as well. If people are well, they can contribute to the economy. And it's something that you know, we have fought hard for and we should fight to save. I've come today to support um, maintenance of federal funding in, in health and because any reduction in, in funding for health means that we're going to have reduced healthcare standards and that to me is completely and utterly unacceptable. And so uh, it's about... Um, getting together with everyone's of like mind and that's a lot of people and saying don't cut health whatever you do don't cut health and we won't accept it and there'll be ramifications for any government that does do you think uh, what's going on federally is actually a, a serious assault on uh, national health system in australia it, it is because any reduction in funding in effect means an attack on universal health care our universal health care comes about in the form of medicare so the f- what the government can't escape is that cuts in funding will impact on Medicare and to that end they've always, this is, this is co-payments in another form, it's, it's what they set out to do under Abbott and what's, it's what they're continuing to do now, despite how they describe it. And so this business about uh, balancing between the private and the public sectors um, is uh, moving people more and more to the notion that uh, you have to uh, user pay. Yeah, it is, and I, I don't accept that, and I don't think Victorians generally accept that. I don't think Australians accept that. I think we have a, an entrenched and correct view that health services are about public health services, and there should never be a contest between or any, any attempt to force us into private health services. That's it for Stick Together today. Thanks to you for listening in, and thanks to Zach and Dale from the MUA, Nico and Luke Hilakari and members of the public at the Medicare birthday for talking to us today. Stick Together is produced at the 3CR studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au and you can contact the producers of the show at stick.together at gmail.com or by calling 03 9419 8377. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Catch you next time.